welcome back to part two of episode five of Things I Preach to Myself About podcast. I'm your host, Rich Vangen, and we're continuing on our discussion about the Bible or the lack of it in the modern day churches and how today seems to be the time when people are ignoring the Word of God. And we saw this same thing in the Old Testament with the Israelites. So when you have the scripture readily available to us in every way, shape, and form, why is it that it's so ignored? Why is it so it's cast aside? Or why is it that people are twisting and ruining it? So today we're going to pick up where we left off. So what happens when people take and twist the scripture narratives out of its intended context? Or when people reject and ignore the scriptures because they want to do their own thing. And what about people who have the word but don't read it for themselves to see if the teachings they are hearing are true? What you have then are the problems that you see today. Now, we've already touched on some people who like to twist the scriptures. They will take one verse out of context of the whole narrative and literally almost create a false religion off of it. Many of the prosperity preachers, perfect example. They place their whole teaching that God is nothing but love, 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 and he wants you to have all the good things in life. And they base this false teaching on scriptures that talk of praying to receive all of heaven's blessings, like in Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8, which, asks, which says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds, and the one who knocks it will be opened. The problem is, is they forget the entire context about why this is being said. They skip the qualifiers of these things. Like in Matthew 6.33 it says, But seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added. Now that doesn't mean just acknowledging that God exists and you get all the money and material goodies you ask for. Or what about John 16, verse 23? Jesus said, Ask anything in my name and God will give it to you. Well, God isn't a cosmic vending machine that dispenses the finer things in life just because you've asked in the name of Jesus, went to church in the name of Jesus, and did a good deed. God forbid. If your church is teaching this, I suggest you run far away. Because this holds to a teaching that we can control our destiny by controlling God. Sort of that open theism thing. What this actually does is it undermines the God of the Bible. It undermines God's sovereignty and it undermines God's holiness. This is not the character of God. Another problem is people who like to water down or just flat out reject the Bible altogether. Whether they think it's too archaic or outdated to fit today's life, or they view it's made up of like fairy tales, this group sees no use for the Bible other than maybe some encouraging words and proverbs and cute stories that kind of run along the same lines as Charles Dickens or Dr. Seuss. Now, they may believe in God or some supreme being, but they don't believe the God of the Bible. Many of these folks embrace multiple cultural religions. Because of the sweeping ecumenical movements, many denominations were created and started to allow and accept other theologies that are completely contrary to the Bible. 
this external influence didn't just end with other Christian beliefs. It also fell prey to other cultural religions and gods. They embraced a philosophy and social topics as doctrinal beliefs so as to draw in people. Believe it or not, mysticism, witchcraft, Wiccan, all of those things found its way into these New Age Christian churches. And, honestly, that's where the ways of the Israelites in the Old Testament. They were constantly intermingling and coexisting with the local pagan practices that God had warned them time and time again to not fall into. It was this desecration of God's word to the people and their worship that drew the ire of God multiple times. And again, see Romans 1, for how God's wrath will kindle towards those who suppress his word. Now, many of the church leaders today, they want to fit in with the world so they can draw bigger congregations because that means more money. They compromise on the foundational beliefs that started the church in the first place. Since the new wave of pastors that graduate seminary come out asking, Did God say? It is easy for them to change the truths of the gospel to an easier listening, happier ending, more fulfilling, positive church experience. Feelings are seen as more important than knowledge. And it becomes easier to persuade the congregants, especially as the older generation that really knew their Bible has kind of dwindled and the younger, more easily swayed populace you know, embrace the happier messages of hope and good for all with no accountability to God regarding punishments for sin. In fact, most of the modern teachings in these open churches have gone so far as to redefine exactly what sin is. Sins are clearly stated in the Bible. Sins that are an abomination to God are now being accepted within the walls of the new church. They teach that since God made all things and is a loving God and he accepts you as you are no matter what, what was once punished by God's wrath has now become acceptable before this throne of God in their definition. And as a side note, I have to say, I still have yet to find any of this in the Bible, accepting sin is okay. The days of preaching about sin and repentance, hell and damnation, godly wrath and anger, have now turned into these messages that everyone is saved, that God loves no matter what you do, and that all will be in heaven. <laughs> People haven't been taught the complete truth by believing that. Yes, God is love, and forgiving, and merciful, and graceful to us, but he will also bring wrath and judgment and eternal misery on those who don't turn from their sins and accept Jesus as Savior and Lord. And believing in Jesus does not equate to believing Jesus. Many believe in Jesus. He was a good man. He was a prophet. He was a wise teacher. He was a miracle worker of yesteryear. But to believe Jesus is to obey, follow, make him Lord of your life. To accept his blood shed on Calvary for the remission of sins and that's meaning to repent, to turn from that sin lifestyle and walk new in the ways God wants us to walk. But 
because of that new extreme light message that's being taught these days in the vast majority of mainstream church denominations, it's become very easy to slide the Bible aside, talk about philosophy and feelings and social issues of the day so as to meet the growing needs of the people's struggles. What happens is they avoid truly learning and understanding the character and nature of God. They replace him with a kinder, gentler God who bestows gifts on all. In fact, there are many denominations that have flat out rejected the Bible as accurate and true. Much of that started with, did God say? When the Bible speaks out against particular sins that some groups want to participate in, they either gloss over that portion of the scripture or they completely redefine its clear teaching. For example, I'll bring up that one of contention, homosexuality. The Bible is clear that this is a sin, yet so many now argue against that. But that's another time, another place, another discussion. So I've actually attended, just out of curiosity, some of these newer churches, and some of them are classified as mega churches, where not a single Bible was carried in by the attendees. The preacher stood on a stage with props and a rock band behind him and gave a very charismatic and uplifting feel-good message. Yet, not once during the time did I hear a reading from Scripture, hear quotes from the Scripture in the message, or even a message of Jesus in the Gospel. They don't even mention him. And this is supposed to be a church of God? No, no, this is not a church of God. This is a motivational seminar with philosophical and therapeutic ramblings. Devoid of the Word of God, this place is no different than watching the Dr. Phil show. Folks, this is what replaced the worship of God. This is nothing less than the worship of man. Again, in Romans 1, For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man. It's plain to see the answer to the problem. Without the word of God, the claims to be a church are simply invalid. The true church is the body of believers, comprised of people who have put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. These people hold to the Word of God, the Bible, as inerrant and sufficient. 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete equipped for every good work. So dismissing the word of God is literally dismissing God. And whether you believe in God or not, he is still God. And we will all have to give an answer to him upon judgment day. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So you see, without the word of God, our understanding of God is defiled by the ways of the devil in this world. 
without a true understanding of who God is, we blindly lean on our own understanding, which only leads to destruction. Matthew 7, uh, verses 21 through 23, said, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Basically, you can believe in Jesus, but do you believe Jesus? But Jesus said, But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven, on that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness, of iniquity. Harsh, harsh words. Words that point to the false churches, the false teachers, the false preachers, the false Christians who would rather ignore the word of God and follow after their own lusts and thinking. How do we know the will of the Father in heaven? It says in the Bible, without the word, we're walking in darkness. We must learn the Bible prayerfully so as to discern truth from fiction. See, the devil is crafty and smooth. He's able to lure the unsuspecting to their doom because they did not know the word of God. They didn't know God. C.S. Lewis put it perfectly. The safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, the soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. Well, all of which many of the mainstream denominations are safe roads to hell. Blind teachers will lead blind followers into dark places that have no return. You can mark my words on that. But see, we have milestones. We have the signposts. We have a road map. We actually have a light. We have the Word of God, the Bible. And by the Holy Spirit's leading, we study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of Truth. On 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 15. So we can read, we can study, we can learn, and we can know the Word of God. Oh, there's a term out called apostasy. And in 1 Timothy 4, it says, They will be fooled by evil spirits and by teachings that come from demons. Oh, people, this is so true. I pray for eyes to be open to the truth of God's Word because I stand in sad awe at how much the world has infiltrated and deceived a once flourishing body of believers into following lies. Know this. I do recognize that all of this really is part of God's plan. He is not surprised at the falling away of many who were once claiming to be the church of God. Because there is going to be a falling away. There is a falling away right now, a purging, if you will, of the chaff from the wheat. God only accepts unblemished into his kingdom. The refiner's fire must purify what is allowed and cast away the impurities. As we draw closer to the end times, this will increase with intensity, and it's going to cause many to choose this day whom they will serve, God or man. And folks, there's no second chances after the return of Christ. The wrath of God, which many do not accept, is very true and will come like a thief in the night when not expected. Hell is very real, and what God will bring to the unbelievers and to the unsaved and to those deceived 
is worse than any can imagine. So I pray, people, choose this day. This has been Things I Preach to Myself About Podcast. My name is Rich Vang, and this is episode number five. And yes, it's with a heavy heart that I pass this on, but folks, the time does draw near to the end. And I pray that you are grabbing onto your Bible, looking into the Word of God, and choosing God through Jesus Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. May God bless you richly in your walk. May he fill your hearts and your minds with his word. Amen. Amen.